you know, just to see everything you're believing starting to take shape slowly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's just a beautiful feeling, man. I don't know how to describe it. Hello and welcome to Thoughts Over Everything Podcast. This is the podcast where we receive stories, tips, and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it. Today, we have a wildcard episode for you. That's where we kick back, chop it up, check in with each other, and just talk about what's going on in our lives, it's what's going on wild. in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Most definitely, bro. So with that being said, bro, what's popping with you? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Feeling good. Um, family's well. You know, just yeah. uh, living my life, man. Like really taking it day by day, bro. Mm, yeah. Most definitely. On my end, I'm good too. You know, um, I'm just stretching. Bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say something. No. Um, on my end, I'm good. I'm just, you know, trying to take it one day at a time. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, uh, I told you on the on the last pod, we got recognized in public for the uh, for the second or third time. Yes. So excited about. Shout out to Jordan. Um, and honestly, I'm just excited to grow the brand out. You know, we're, we're starting to work on some really cool partnerships and deals. So the brand is getting strong, man. The like we're getting is, recognition. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the money is rolling in. Um, yes, yes. It like is. dead ass, you know. So um, it, it just feels good to, you know, just to see everything you're believing starting to take shape slowly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, it's just a beautiful feeling, man. I don't know how to describe it, but. I feel like we're like living in a great time, Alex. Most definitely, bro. Most definitely. You know who wasn't living in a great time? Who? People who went to Cultureland. Cultureland? Yeah. What's Cultureland? Cultureland is a festival that, that happened a week ago. Okay. And there was like a whole bunch of mess that happened at Cultureland. And, um, and matter of fact, I'll show it to you. So basically, uh, it was two things that happened. It was Kingston Fest and Cultureland. Two concerts that... How supposed to have marquee guests? Things like went awry, and a lot of like the culture in, in Toronto was unhappy with the two festivals, mm -hmm. you know, or concerts, depending on how you call it. So, um, the actual owner went on Brandon Gomez's show. I saw, I saw to, the clip. To, you sent to, me the clip. Mm -hmm. Yes, to uh, to apologize, so to speak. Yeah, and it was very interesting. Bro. Uh. What did you think about it? Did you take, take so it out? So I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the whole interview, um, but I saw the clip of like how, you know, Brandon was pressing this guy. He was pressing. Asking him like the right question, but there are tough questions that need to, need to be asked. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, shifting his weight, which is a sign of like being nervous that you're being pressed. But yeah, I mean, just like his, uh, the audacity not to refund people after like the mess that I heard that went down, you know, like, I've been off social media for the past week and a half, just like taking a break from, uh, you know, just getting updates from everyone's lives. Like every time I'm on stories, I see, oh, you're at the beach or whatever, or you're partying. It's just, it's just too much, man. Like I just need to take a step back. So as a result of this, I'm missing the stories that are happening in the city, which is good too, because I'm like, man, I don't need to know everything. But um, from that one clip, I can just tell that, you know, this really had a major impact on the city and the, everyone who attended, but the guy just did not, he took accountability, but he just didn't have any answers and he was shifting the blame a lot to other people, which, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to get deeper into that. Like, you know, what went wrong? Why is this guy shifting the blame? And like, who is like the reason, like what, who's the catalyst for this whole thing to happen like this? Honestly, um, I wasn't there. Okay. You know, so I only, I'm seeing what's happening on social media. Yeah. Like everybody else, yeah. you know. 
So from what it looked like, this looked like an organizational mess. Mm. You know, like people didn't pay for um, VIP, which was in the front. Do you remember how InvestFest was? Yes. How um, the VIP was were in the front, then Generals was in the back. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that for the concert. So the VIPs were set up in the front, but there wasn't that much VIPs. So people were just looking at empty space, wondering, why can't I get in here, you know? And even in the VIP section, they were setting it up late. Like, from the time um, the concert was supposed to happen, a lot of things was running late. So there was a lot of organizational errors that happened throughout the entire thing. And that's kind of why a lot of people were mad and frustrated. You know, PopCon was, was you know, cussing off <laughs> the, the people. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot going on. So I think that's why a lot of people were upset. And they were seeing nobody in VIP. So, like, nobody's here. No one's experiencing it. So why do we have to be here caged in the back? So they rushed forward and messed up the the fence, and apparently there was fiber optics going. Through. This is what he's saying: that there's fiber optics going underneath the VIP section, which doesn't really make as much sense, but maybe, maybe not. And because of that, that messed up the show, so they had to like scale things back. But honestly, it sounds like more of like a, a an excuse. It doesn't sound like the real reason. It sounds like he was using that as a cover to not, um, you know, pay people back or to you know, shift the blame onto them for them trying to hop the fence, which is wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't pay for a VIP, then you shouldn't get it. But the way it was organized, the VIPs weren't experiencing it. They, a lot of people were leaving. So they were trying to hop to get into that space. You know what I'm saying? So it feels like both people were wrong. No one was like right in the situation. But at the same time, like it looks like uh, he wants, he doesn't want to refund people. Uh, Popcorn was telling him to run back their money. You know what I'm saying? So like, so Popcorn's telling the the event organizer to give people back their money. Yeah, but he's just like, nah, we're keeping this. Exactly. exactly. That's bad business, man. Because when you want to do this event again, yeah. like, how do you have the trust of like the culture? You know, it's not like you can go to like a different audience, like a different like. Let's go to like market this to Chinese people or to Indians. Like, no, this is like a a black thing. So if you lose the trust of like a Caribbean, a thing, Caribbean too. thing too, yeah. right? Like what what do you expect for them to do next time? Like support you? No, they'll be like, nah, screw you. Like, you know, it's just uh it's not good etiquette as a businessman to do such a thing. Mm. Right? Because like customer uh, satisfaction is like what you is need. Everything, is everything, you know? you know? And the apology he put on on uh Brandon Gonez's show wasn't just dry? I didn't see that part, you know so I don't saying? know what he said. We'll, we'll, we'll clip it in. We'll clip it in. Clip it in. Will you be refunding people's money? At this point in time, because the, our festival guidelines were that we delivered the show and they, all artists performed, there will be no refunds at this time. But Even what, though people couldn't hear two of the main acts? That's due to the fact of the damage production caused by the crowds breaching the fences. So we can't... Re, we, it's the production's team to ensure that the shows were delivered and we tried to deliver, but... So that was that. Um, and there's a lot of things been going on in the world right now. Yes. You know, yes. We, ha- we are living on Andrew Tate's internet. Oh, my God. You know? Yo, this guy. You know, the thing is about Andrew, man, like, like, first and foremost, what do you think of Mr. Tate, man? Honestly, I think he is, an, when it comes to business, an evil genius. You know? He's a mastermind. He's, he's a mastermind in the, wor- in the ways of getting his message out. You know, like, we're not that pod to talk about you know, relationships and stuff like that. We're not doing that. That's not us. That's not us. Man. That's not us. So we're not, we're not getting there, you know, um, or going there. What I want to ha- like harp on and focus on is the way he built his business up. Cause I think he 
is getting over everybody's feeds right now, and it's really impressive. Are you seeing what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, um, so he actually has no social media accounts other than Instagram, so he has no TikTok, but there is, I started noticing it on YouTube first. He's like many like Andrew Tate clips, like Tate, Tate speech, Tate clips, Tate clips, underscore take clips one two three he has like all these different accounts all these different i don't even know where they are in the world like these minions that's making <laughs> little, minions. Little, little minions like Facts. producing content and the thing is about andrew man i've been following andrew tate for a long time this goes back to 2017 ish okay on twitter right he just like he was like a breath of fresh air Okay. Like his takes on on business, uh, women, success, masculinity. It was just like refreshing to see someone say it, like speak what they're thinking without being filtered and just like speaking just to speak as a, you know, just saying with your chest, right? Like a lot of people these days coddle their stuff out, you know, they they say something, but they you know, they're a little bit more reclusive, but this guy just comes on Twitter, says his mind, and he built a good following at the time. At the time, I think he had like maybe 20K followers. So I just thought this is like another guy just tweeting Cobra Tate. Like, I didn't think much of it. And then, like, I think over the past year, I saw him appear on Fresh and Fit. And I'm like, oh shit, like Tate is actually out here, out here like that. I, I didn't, I didn't think this guy would ever leave Twitter and start appearing on these pods so he had his own youtube channel like we were just like me with his brother traveling and everything but this year he took a massive leap in terms of like stardom and i think what it, it is it's to say he's so polarizing right like the stuff he says it really triggers you especially when he talks about like uh gender roles like women like women are, are women are not smarter than men that definitely is gonna get a lot of traction so um i started noticing he'd do all these podcasts with major uh, content platforms. And then those clips will be, there'll be like 40 clips of him from like maybe an interview. And they'll be like on many different like uh, YouTube reels or not uh, YouTube shorts, TikToks, reels and everything. I'm like, man, I know this guy isn't making this clips himself. He definitely has like a lot of people behind it. So, you know, he's really taken off like in terms of just owning the internet. I saw he's the most searched, he's the most searched man on the internet, even before Biden, even before Trump and all the, even before Elon Musk, Tate is the most searched guy on, on Google for the past like four months. So he has like an amazing strategy. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's really like, He's really out here. He's out here, out here. I, I I respect the grind, bro. But I just don't know what the end goal is. It's like, is it just to build an audience? Is it people to get back to Hustlers University to buy his course? Because if you have this attention, how are you going to capitalize on it? Well, yeah, he has a course that like Hustle, Hustlers University. Yeah, you know, which people are claiming for it to be a scam. That is, who a, said it's a MLM. scam? A lot of people are saying it's a scam. It's a scam? Uh, no, it's not. I don't think it's a scam. Um, in terms of a course platform, mm -hmm. it's, 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 I looked at it, you know, and I watched several videos of people who have actually gone into it. Mm -hmm. um, to call it a scam, I don't, I don't think it's justified because scammers are a lot worse than that. You know, real scammers. And people can look at it and go from zero to, you know, out of 100, from zero to 100, they can go from zero to 10, you know. And with their own will and grit, they can actually go from 
10 to 50 or 10 to 100, depending on how they apply the information on it, you know? So that's one thing about the university. But what I think is super key is how he's growing it. So basically what he's, what he's doing is affiliate marketing, right? And people are calling it MLM because um, you can use affiliate marketing to get people in. And then once they come in, they can use it as well, right? But that's the same thing with ClickFunnels, the same thing with ConvertKit. You know, ConvertKit can bring people in and use their service and then, you know, actually use their affiliate program to get people in because it's like a recurring commission. Yeah. Right. So as long as you're there and you're using the platform, you get a commission. Same with uh, uh, ClickFunnels. That's why ClickFunnels is blowing up because they get 40% commission month over month. Wow. So a lot of people like use it because of that. So the way it works, so let's say if I bring you, you bring more people, and the more revenue I'm, I'm bringing in for you. No, it's one. It's a single layer. Single layer. Single layer. Okay. So 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 if I if you bring me in, you get forty percent of my sale, in in uh, perpetuity or as long as I stay on the platform. And what if you bring another person? It stops there. If I bring another person, then that's mine. That's not yours. Okay, okay. So it's only single layer. It's only one layer deep. All right, got it. You. you know what I'm saying? If it was if it was more layers, then it kind of goes into the MLM, um, you know, com compartment. Yeah. So what he's doing, though, is giving the people to get more people in is the clips. And that's why you're seeing so many accounts pop up because they're all trying to get that commission, mm. right? And I see this and I'm like, all right, this is where the genius really is, is leveraging the current social media arbitrage you know, TikTok reels. I know, right? Arbitrage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, to get people on the most viral platforms to come in. You know what I'm saying? And this is where I think a lot of businesses can actually thrive. And the reason why it's so lucrative is because there's this big LTV. Apparently, people are staying in these courses for months and then and paying $50 a month, right? So it's a low cost in comparison to other courses in comparison to school. And the ROI of that for people who actually apply and, you know, can use the platform can be good. So if I'm, for instance, Vanity Planet, right? You know what Vanity Planet is? Really? You know what Vanity Planet is? Actually, no. I, I, was, thinking, I was thinking, I was like, actually, do I, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So Vanity Planet is a woman's product, right? I discovered this for, from my girl. Um, basically, what it is, is a scrub. Uh, like, let's say, like a machine that, like, picture an automatic toothbrush, um, but it has a scrub at the end of it. Yeah, yeah So you yeah. push the button, the scrub happens, and you can scrub your face. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, 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 yes. Okay. So with that business, right, they were selling the machine at 70% off. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are they selling the machine for 70% off? It's because the real business isn't the machine. It's the scrubs. You know what I'm saying? Because once you start using the machine, you gotta keep buying the scrubs Rubs to keep to using it. it. Exactly. So it's like the it's like the printer, the printer, printer model. model. So sell a printer for sixty bucks, cartridges like ink is like uh, forty bucks a pop. Exactly. So the LTV on that, people are gonna keep using that printer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if people keep going on and on and on and on. People stay in an Andrew Tate's course, they're gonna use on and on and on and on and on. You get me? So. That's where I think the real gems for a lot of us is getting that attention and incentivizing that attention to have the LTV on the back end. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm Vanity Planet and I have content that's super converting on the first watch, because Andrew Tate is. You know, you listen to him once and it's like you're, you're either with him or you're against him. It's that simple. You know what I'm saying? So if 
I'm a content creator or a business that has content that's like super direct response. I'm the Amazon product. I'm creating an incentive for everybody to have so they can get that product in so I can get the LTV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Bro, I heard he's like making like a hundred million from this course. Uh, I think he has like 90,000. Is it a hundred K subscribers? hundred K subscribers to the course. To the course. And the course is 50 bucks a month. So it's about like five mil. Bro, it's uh, disgusting. Five to six mil um, if, yeah. a, a, a month. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And honestly, I think that's like, remember we were talking about this. Like if you have a product that's really good, you should make a super low price yeah. and get the volume on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let's have people subscribe. Like we were talking, remember us, we were talking about this for 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 the for that uh, course we we're talking about, and I'm like it's so expensive. Oh, you know yes. And I'm like, bro, like for for for, for such a course that like with a lot of people doing what that course does today. Yes. Like if you drop make a the drop the price, you know what I'm saying? There's no need to like like, bro. Who's paying that much money for a course? Like who's dropping three grand for a course that the information is not that secretive? Like you can just. You can, you can, but it's the packaging of it that really did help. You know what I'm saying? The course, the course is good. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that like the volume of people that can take it is just so much smaller. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus if you drop the course to like a hundred bucks, 70 bucks, people are like going to opt in like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would definitely have hopped in. You know? I definitely would have. You know? I definitely would have. Yeah, bro. If you played, if you if you made it like maybe like eighty bucks, eighty bucks, eighty yeah. bucks or something, under like, hundred, under a hundred, under a hundred, bro, for you, sure. And maybe even make it a subscription. Like you actually like you're having weekly courses. So now you actually okay. There's this cohort. There's cohort number two starting this time. To cohort number three. So if I'm investing like maybe three hundred bucks for six months, and you have like two hundred people per cohort, you know what I'm saying? That's like good mm-hmm. money. I would have done it like some similar, but I would have done like a like a Discord group on top of it. Yeah. So like someone can manage that and then have like a lot more traffic coming through. Got you. To, yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. I th- that's the only thing I was thinking about. I think I like your idea too though. Yeah. You, you know, know the saying? thing is like when you're when you're having like a information business, yeah, it's like more about sustainability yeah. more than anything, right? And keeping the information fresh because you've got to make it seem as if like there's new trade secrets occurring every single month that you only have the access to that i can do it and i think best courses that do this is like courses that teach you about like stock market investing um real estate estate or something like that um things that it's for example like what um ian does with the the earn your leisure guys right yeah yeah. market mondays market mondays right what's this red panda red panda right you need something that keeps people coming back because if you don't have this information you might not be making the right moves, right? And, I, and we learned this. We took the class t- together in uni. Um, that one entrepreneurship course. Mm-hmm. It's called like uh, information asymmetry, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, when you look at ideas, we're sitting in this room right now, bro. Right? There's so many things that's happening in here that we can. One idea from this room can net us like a million dollars, but we don't have like the cognitive ability to be able to spot that opportunity because we don't have that information. For example, if I knew about this wood, right? And the, where it comes from, like where it is, I'm like, oh, this is a scarce wood. Imagine like if I was able to, uh, if I knew this wood is like where I have, I know where I can get, I can bring it here. I can sell at a high markup. 
I can like make a good business out of it. But you and I are just looking at these stools as places to put our coffees, our cameras, everything like that. So information, when you when you can't spot it, it's so hard to capitalize on opportunities, even though like you're right there, you know, like you're you're in the same room. So I think with these courses, if you don't have if I'm like I'm an investor and I don't have information on the latest things that are happening in the market, but you do and you can give it to me easily, I don't got to make moves. Bro, I have a business right there because I'm going to keep you coming back. Yeah. You get me, bro. For sure. So like that's that's the way I don't I don't like the business of like selling one course and a guy just goes away. Yeah. Because I'm always just like a crying. Like, how am I going to get that money back? Like consistently. You know, what if my information just goes stale? Go stale. Because, Thanks. like, once I get it, like, okay, what's next, bro? Like, is there, like, a 2.0 or a 3.0? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have access to these platforms to understand what's going in internally to share that with me? For me, it's questions. If I have a question about this, I can't, can I can I message you? Is there, like, a place where I can go to get it answered? Or am I just, like, like shit, shit by myself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It becomes, like, in that case, man, it becomes more of, like, a, money grabbing like i'm just like selling you the course all right like cool here's the thing all right f off exactly and that's my question fuck off man (laughs) you can't you you can't do that you can't do that you need me coming back you need me feeling as if like you are like this leader you know what i'm saying like imagine like people are following elon musk for dogecoin right i was like what's happening with dogecoin elon knows what's up so why not just like tap into that he like elon is the best community builder on the internet. You think so? He, he has like a great following on Twitter. Yeah, he's one of the most followed people on Twitter. Follow, yeah. I don't know if that's a community though. Not a community though, I, I don't think. But I think um, he he understood how to utilize his fame to, to make himself feel as if like he's one of us. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's one of the best at galvanizing an audience. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could say that. But like building community, matter of fact, who has a, one of the best communities on the internet? Probably like Gary V. Yeah. Gary V, I think he's like, hundred percent. I, I got to give credit to him. Grant Cardone with mm-hmm. the 10X community. Mm. Um, EYL. 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 InvestFest having Invest 12,000 people. Um, our girl. Um, Monday girl? Bajanista. Oh, Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany, exactly. Tiffany word, Alicia. Word, she has word. a good community. Shout, shout out to Tiffany. Shout out to Tiff. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to our girl, um, Tracy. Tracy, Tracy. Alicia. Shout out to Tracy for, for hooking that up. Oh, really she's always, she's always blessed us, man. She, yo, yo, Tracy. Uh, she's a, she's a star. The queen. She's a star. Facts. You know, you know who's not a star this week? Who? Uh, my, our LinkedIn guy. Oh, my God. Yo, I saw this guy. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with what's going on, what we're talking about, um, there has been a lot of tech layoffs happening. Companies such as ClearCo, Simple, Uber Flip, uh, Shopify, mm-hmm. you know, laid off a thousand people worldwide out of their offices. And uh, when you go on LinkedIn, a lot of people are, you know, saying how sad they are to lose their jobs. And, um, you know, a lot of people are reaching out for support. They're commenting on their posts for bumping it up so it stays relevant. And you have these CEOs who are extending their helping hands to people who've been laid off by like, hey, here are the people who have been laid off from my team. They're X designer, engineer. They do this, they do that. I can definitely vouch for these people. They're talented individuals. Now, you know, this is an ongoing thing. So this one CEO, his name is uh, Braden Walaki, Walaki or something like that from uh, Hypersocial. And he has this post where he is extremely sad because he laid off his employees. And instead of like putting the post and actually saying, these are the people I laid off, reach out to them because they're star 
uh, employees that I've worked with because I just laid them off. He only laid off like five people, but he was so hurt by doing this that he said he was crying. And instead of just crying in his own privacy, he decides to take a photo of himself crying, right? Post it on LinkedIn and has the whole post right there talking about how he feels bad for laying these people off. Like, it's all about him. It was like the most self-serving like post ever. It's just like he's loathing in his own like misery for doing this to other people while he gets to have his job. He gets to keep his business. He gets to cut back on on uh, on costs of paying these people. That That's going to go back to his pocket. You know what I'm saying? So just to have like the gal to like take a photo of yourself crying. It was like the most memeable thing ever, bro. It just like, I was like, man, and this is the thing about social media, bro. It's become very performative, right? We're always interacting with the performative version of other people and not their true selves. So like when you take a photo of yourself crying, it comes off as very inauthentic, very like pompous, bro. Like, why are you doing this? Like, like as if we don't know you feel bad that you need a photo of yourself crying to prove it to us. You know what I'm saying? And then post it on LinkedIn. Like, so he got flamed, right? And this is where LinkedIn has become more of like Facebook. When they added the funny reaction emoji, it was game over. I knew I'm like, okay, it's it's done. No more like they added like love, insightful, caring. I was like, the funny emoji reaction changed everything because not open the floodgates for everyone to create funny content which is going to keep us even more hooked on LinkedIn, right? Because I noticed my behavior. I was like, why am I on LinkedIn more scrolling and reading people's posts? It's because now people are like tapping in to be more engaging, to create more engaging posts. And LinkedIn knows if if I have a funny post, people are going to keep coming back because it taps into the dopamine receptors. LinkedIn was straight business before people posting about how they were late for work because a dog was on the street. When they reached, they stopped to help the dog. When they got to the, the interview, the person who, who turned around the chair was the dog. dog was <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like those posts were like getting so cheesy. So LinkedIn's like, you know what? We're going to stop this. We're going to add a funny button and we're going to get people to creating funny content because we need people sticking on this shit. Game changer. So I saw that post about that guy on, on, and I, I, I reacted funny to it. I did not feel any sympathy for him. Actually, I thought that was like a dick move to do. Yeah. So that's end of my rant, bro. But yeah, man. And it got so many likes. It got so much interactions. 35,000 uh, uh, reactions. Yeah. And like uh, about 7,000 comments. So I mean, on the other end, I'm not saying this is what I think. But someone commented under it. This is what I think cyberbullying is now. <laughs> Yo, my God. Yeah. Because he was getting flamed. Bro, there's even memes now. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. even memes of this guy like crying. You know, like he's gonna replace you're gonna replace the Jordan crying meme. Yeah, for sure. You like, know? When I wake up and see XYZ, yeah. Meme. Meme. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Yeah. Like, would you do such a thing? Hell no. No, no, no. I would try to amplify the people, honestly. Um, but, you know, you, 2020 is, uh, hindsight is 2020. You know, we're not in this position. If you had to let somebody go, if you had to fire somebody, I would, I'd be happy to, to let them know um, ahead of time, too. Because I bet you, too, I bet you, he didn't give them a heads up 
beforehand like hey guys this is going on like like this might happen i think you guys should start looking for jobs because this is the this thing thing is on the pipeline i i bet you he did not give them that kind of courtesy and it was like guys i'm so sorry <laughs> on the day of yeah so they had no runway to actually figure it out because i've gotten let go in a similar situation where um a company has their investors pull out you know, like so some of the startup things that no one really talks about in tech is when investors decide to end a company, you know, or Facebook decides to create something to end a company or a competitor decides to. And a lot of the times it's very competitive and there's things that can cause a company to literally like drop out the sky and crash and burn. And if a owner sees that happening, they have the option to tell their employees, hey, this is happening and this is, could affect your job. You know, and to think that he did that, do you think he probably he did that or not? Nah, man, like he definitely didn't do it. You know what I think? This uh, this layoff bubble is kind of like like me too. It's like you know, really, like yeah, me, I know me down. too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you too. Like Shopify started the floodgates because now it gave companies the ability. Oh shit. We can just follow this trend of like laying off people just to cut down on costs. I believe some of these companies don't actually need to lay people off. Mm. Right. I think they're using it as an excuse to really just bring down operational costs and actually run a tighter ship. Mm. You know, because some of these companies are well funded, right? Revenue might be growing slow, but you just can't, you know, it's such a great way just to like, you know, get back to maybe like, you know, get your cash reserves up, be more afloat, buy yourself more time and like, you know, really like prolong this period where like things might be moving slow. But I think some companies don't really need to do it. And I think a lot of companies want to lay people off, but there's never like a really good opportunity to do it. And now's the perfect time to do it because it's not the trending thing to do. Mm. you know what i'm saying it's in vogue it, it's it's it's, a, it's a, yeah exactly it's yeah. it's in style so i feel like when you see more and more of it you got to ask yourself like why why are we doing this i mean we are in a recession though. we are in a recession but some companies are doing well and they don't need to lay people off but it's like hey guys you know like we can save a lot more money by maybe shrinking down the the, the, the workforce a little bit and even maximize our margins even more. You know what I'm saying? So sure. that's that's what I think, man. It's very unfair. Like you know, being it it, it sucks being laid off. You know, yeah. it's happened to me. And you know, but I think you know, for people, it presents a new opportunity. Being laid off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially for Shopify people. Shopify you know, people, man. Shopify had a huge layoff within the last little while. Um, shout out to all the people that got laid off by Shopify, you know. Um, but at the same time, there's people who were, you know, on the ground working with a lot of Shopify entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and they got to see what makes a good business work, mm -hmm. you know. And they got to see what apps in the marketplace was working correctly. They got, they got a lot of insight that they can now apply to themselves to really start building their own business if they choose to go down that mm -hmm. path, mm -hmm. you know. And um, honestly, I, I hope that all the Shopify entrepreneurs can really, or not entrepreneurs, pardon me, employees, um, can really take this time now to realize that one, you know, you are a number to a lot of the workforces that you join. 
um, and not to put your self-worth into those companies because yeah. it's, 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 it's real. People were flying the Shopify flag. Like when Shopify was hiring, like your LinkedIn feed was, was it just me or was it YouTube? Like everyone was like, I'm joining Shopify. Shopify. I'm joining Shopify. You know, man, it's saying? a badge of honor. It was a badge of honor. A badge, at the badge time. of honor to join Shopify, man. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I think Shopify presented like the, you know, you know how Drake is like a superstar. You know, he's like saving like the cultural landscape of Canada mm-hmm. in terms of, like, yo, Drake is one of us. Like, Shopify is like, that's ours. You know, like when you work at Shopify as a Canadian, it's just like, man, we have this you know, behemoth of a tech company. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. You know, like I'm bringing that up. So when people got laid off, you know, you lose your identity a little bit because what are, what do you represent now? Mm. You know, I'm a designer at Shopify. You're losing that ability to introduce yourself. Like I was about to say that that was, that was there. It's, their it, it's a flex. It's, it was a flex. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a power so, move. So what do you do? Yeah. Oh, I'm a UX designer. at Shopify. Shopify. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I know you're going to need me now because I have access to things that you could possibly need mm-hmm. to a job, to opportunities, to information and et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, man. But I was going to say times like this, like layoffs, recessions present a great time to start a business mm-hmm. when you're unemployed you have so much room to think and to create so i think bro we're living in the best time to actually build wealth more than anything because as markets turn if you actually build a service or um something people need like with the one we're talking about today of like really helping up uh, owners like create for themselves People want to have their voices heard. So if we provide them that opportunity, like we're making money. So there's a lot of opportunity um, that exists right now, even though things look really bad for you to like build wealth. And one more thing I'm going to say, man, is like these layoffs really taught me that you need a second income that you control. Mm. Because someone can can just come take the carpet beneath you And now like you're standing on like rocks. Someone comes and takes food off your table, bro. What do you do? Right. And now you have a wave of talent in the market with very minimal opportunities out there. And we're all fighting for the same things. So you have all this talent, like very limited spots and you're all fighting for the same thing. Mm. And you don't have a lot of time. So it's like a massive wake up call a massive wake-up call to me because it happened to me and it showed me like man you need three four five streams of income like whether you're coaching something whether you're freelancing or whether you are dog walking even if it's like 300 bucks a week like maybe donating blood i wouldn't go that far <laughs> there's actually been a shortage, shortage you know the shortage of blood there's a shortage of blood being, being yeah uh, you know volunteered exactly yeah. so bro but you know what i'm saying bro we're a business podcast that talk about streams of income and here i am like you know only having like you know two let's say the podcast is a second one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i need i need i need quid coming in on the regular so yes bro that's a fact what has appealed to you as in other forms of income? Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, don't know. Like, because everywhere I turn, I just see the longevity for making that. It's going to take a long time. Because mm. I think I want to really satisfy that uh, 
feeling of getting the money, but I can't have this feeling of short-term thinking because you want to make a quick flip. Mm. So it's going to, it's going to need patience more than anything. And of course I know like, okay, there's real estate, there's stock market investing. You can sell something online. You can start a YouTube channel, like all these things like I'm doing with the show. We're building a YouTube channel. We're creating content. We're doing whatever, but fine. That takes, that takes a while to, to monetize on that. Um, stock market investing. Okay. How can you invest if you don't have money? How can you make dividend income if you don't have 50K to start with, to like to invest? Yeah, Not, dividend payouts are, is actually pretty low. Exactly. Yeah, like right. Penny, so now you have to, you have to go build something online, but like that even takes time. It takes money to do that. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of stuck with like, okay, what are my options here? It's like, okay, I can go, you know, be a delivery guy. I can do this. I can do that. But who wants to do that? That's, that's labor, but you got to use your mind. So that's one of the things that really stick, stick out to me. It's like, um, I just, you know, this, this period is giving me time to really think and assess like just my career, man, my life more than anything. And now's the time to make moves. You know, now's the time to make moves, bro. I'm 28. It's like, bro, time is now, bro. Like, you're not getting any, any, any younger. I mean, 28 is actually very young. Bro. It's, it's, bro, so let's be, let's, it's let's very young. In perspective. But, but, bro, foundations. Foundations need to be built now. Bro, Steve Harvey was broke at 28. He had less money than you when, when at 28. Charlemagne was living with his mom. Not to say living with mom isn't bad, yeah. but he was moving back to his mom's house, I think at 29, 30, with a, with a child on the way. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it, man. I, I Maybe that's just like my... Perspective. Perspective. Like I have like short-term, I want to gratify that feeling, but I feel like I'm racing more with myself just because it's it's not a fear, but it's just the possibility of something happening and you're not prepared. I don't like that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get laid off, bro, but it's more an insulting. It's, it, it feels insulting to like not have anything to fall back on. Mm. You know, that's what that's not enough to fall back. Not on. not enough to fall back. That's yeah, that's yeah. what that's really that's what upsets me more than anything, man. It's just like there's nothing to really. Oh shit! I, I, at least I got this. Mm. You know, because like we're building this business. It's like, it's coming up, but. It's not like a, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need something to to be like, oh shit, you know, I can easily just get on this consulting gig and just like make money like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think this is a great opportunity for people. Um, more than it, it sucks, but it's a good thing because it gives you a new direction to go to that yeah. you could not have possibly seen because you're stuck in one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why to open the show, I was talking about the acres of diamonds. Right, I was talking about like in in, uh, in the past in the past episode, right? In talking about like our the hustle nation, it's just like, how am I gonna view this now? How am I gonna flip it? Like, what diamonds am I sitting on? What can I? What is in front of me that I cannot see? And uh, it just takes me to like open my eyes and take a deep breath, feel inspiration, and think differently. And that's one of the things, man. Like. I'm really trying to train myself to do is thinking differently, trying new things. You know, I've been really wanting to like really get deeper into salsa. Salsa? Salsa dancing. Okay. Right? Talk to me. Yeah. I don't know. But what I've always been doing, man, is just always like thinking about business, thinking about entrepreneurship. But 
what are my other things that I do apart from business, hoops, and golf? That's just for you. That's just for me. Bro, golf is a big thing that's just for you. It is, but I want to try things that are not in regards to sports or making money. I want to try maybe like dan- like something in the arts, mm. like maybe drawing or maybe it's it's dancing with a salsa. It's learning a new language. It's learning a new skill, like how to be a gardener. Like these are things about myself that I've never tapped into that I don't know what my interests are. Mm. So I'm learning to follow those in those feelings of intuition. And salsa is one of those. Okay. So we got to hit up Lulu Lounge, bro. Lulu, that's where you can go salsa? Hell yeah. Salsa and eating and all that. Oh, shit, man. Okay, bro. Because I'm already dressing like I'm already like <laughs> salsa. I'm always wearing linen these days. <laughs> you're always wearing linen. You're wearing like a, like a light waffle. Like waffle. It's like, like a, a waffle, waffle pan. Linen. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so you. that's 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 the thing, man. It's having a different view on life, man. And downtimes give you that ability to see that. Yeah, most definitely. It's something I've been very adamant about for myself yeah. as well. Even, even explain like other interests? Yeah, I started painting. You started painting. But yeah, you've always man. been painting, though. No, I've always been into art. You've been to art. But I haven't been painting myself. Okay. Never yeah. used to paint, you know? So I started painting. I used to draw a mm-hmm, lot, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I've never gotten to painting. Mm-hmm. That's something I started doing. Um, I want to start doing soccer as well. Mm-hmm. You know, getting back into soccer. That's one thing I used to do a lot of. Yeah, that'd be great you know? cardio, man. Hell yeah. Like, we got the competition. Like, mm-hmm. Alex and I have a competition. We can get abs by December 1st. Mm-hmm. So, if you get in a team sport and, like, maybe you go to soccer house league, like, twice a week, bro, you, like, be shredded in no time, man. Probably. Yeah. Probably, man. Yeah. And I'm eating good now too. I'm like cal- I'm getting my calories. I up. see. I see you're like slimming down low key, man. Yeah. Like you're looking more appreciate like that. it's it's coming together. Appreciate that. You know, like we, when you're sitting down, like there's no like belly. <laughs> no, belly. Nah, honestly, it's the polo. The it's the polo, polo. Is is meant to like the way it's designed actually like, like makes you look more of a V shape. It's like when like when you wear a black shirt, like it looks slimmer. Where, but you see the design of it, right? See how like the the ends of it yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it naturally trains your eye to like look more yeah. of like a mask. V, yes. v, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. mesomorph, yeah. Um, you know, body frame. I got you. You know? Which is a dope thing. Yo, honestly, I wish I could find more of these. Po- you know when you find something, but you only find I, one I of it? I think you don't shop enough, bro. Bro, you know what it is? I thrift a lot is what it is. Yeah. You know? That, that's the thing. So, like, my... my I don't get to go back to the same spots because it's uh, they're mostly thrifted. Yeah, you know, yeah. no nah, man. I think maybe just like shopping for. I've been seeing like this uh, commercial for this like T-shirt. It's like for bigger guys like you. Yeah, and I saw that shit. And I'm like, it's calling me fat without calling yeah, me it's fat. Calling, it's like, it's like, hey, like guys, I just need to get like I'm fat. Like I just I can't I can't look good in clothes. And then the, his boys are like, yo, you need this T-shirt. Is that the one where they smack him? Yeah, they smack him. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then he looks good in a T-shirt. Like it has like maybe he has like a little chubbiness on like on the little love handles, little, yeah. little muffin top, but it makes him look slender. Mm-hmm. So maybe try those t- T-shirts out, man. Maybe, maybe you know what, yo, that T-shirt company, we want to send this to you if you're down send us a pass and you will review on the pod exactly the fact like bro like they just hug your arms really nice and you're like rah like you know, you know i've seen that i've seen the truck. not enough t-shirts brands like like think about that mm-hmm. hugging your arms yeah you know, like, giving you a little wide body they, they just make it they make it too boxy too, 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 boxy. too box cut yeah or sometimes if it's like a slim fit it's like the fabric of the, of the on the torso like 
hugs your thing that yeah. it starts it's it, it starts riding Rolling up, up. <laughs> and yeah, you're like shit I know I hate and then, and then you have to like bring it out all yeah, the time bring it down, you, you know, know what I'm saying like, be talking you know like, so what's going exactly, on with you, you yeah. know what I'm saying oh my it down. god oh, I hate those and they don't really hug the chest that nice I'm like unless you're in like mint mint shape those shirts are not the ones to wear. I do not advise nah. you to wear them. <laughs> <Nah. Did> everything <laughs> be hanging out? Is everything hanging you know out, saying? bro. And you know, right. for me, my pecs, they're not like the pecs of like, like where my nipple is, like whatever. Like I have like a flat, like... Uh, you have a flat nipple? A flat nipple. Okay. So unless like I have like, a, like my chest is like prime time, like yeah. just pumped. Like it was going to look like, it's like my, my chest is like, it's like coney. Like it, look, it, look, it makes my, my nipple look like a cone. <laughs> Only my cousin Carlton and I know this problem. Like, cause I, I you know, I, one time I'm like, bruh, I can't wear that t-shirt. I'm like, why? Wow, you're my chest. And he looked at me, he's like, bruh, I go through the same issue. And we just bonded over like us not, like we we, 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 we have to wear a vest underneath. Really? If we wear certain shirts because it just makes our chest like kind of look like, man, my nipples are too showy right now. Really? Yeah, it's a problem, man. It's a problem. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's different, bro. Honestly, I've seen that before too. Like where you're like, it's just too hangy. It's too hangy. Too hangy. You don't want to have. You don't want to have cleavage out here. Exactly, man. You know? So, but at least it's not pointy. You know what I'm saying? Pointy nipples is worse because then, because then it's like, you know, it's like sticking out. That's you, that's you, you the got, problem. That's you, the problem. Oh, you got pointy nipples. I pointy nipples when I wear certain oh! shirts. That that's oh! that that's the issue. That's the issue I'm oh, talking no. about. It's pointy nipples. Nah, pointy, pointy, oh, pointy. That's, bro. That's why I gotta hit chest it even harder. Damn. So like I can I can stretch out the chest like my lower pack can just come like like you know what I'm saying. Got you. You got know you, got I, you. I, I gotta do more flies. More flies. More flies. No, you know what it is? Is incline bench press. Incline, yes. Incline bench press. It was like it works works wonders, bro. And that I used to do that incline push-ups. That's like my go-to. That gave me a chest and like like that. Yeah. Even even de like decline bench. Yeah, decline bench. Uh, so incline bench works your upper. Decline bench works your lower. Yeah. So like it gives it, it gives you like curve at the bottom. Of the bottom. Of yeah. The, that's what yeah, I gotta yeah, get. Yeah. Where where where? I think I just need a better gym because the gym in this building like it's kind of. There's minimal, like, it's good equipment, but it doesn't give you everything you need to really, like, yeah. get a pump. Yeah, yeah. I find that even in the gym, like, a regular, like a big gym, I would use the same equipment as my gym, but, like, I don't know, I feel like it's got a better workout in. Mm. Is it, has that ever happened to you? Like, what do you mean? Like, I just feel like, even though I'm using the exact same equipment in a bigger gym, I don't know if it's a setting or if it's being on more people, but I still get a better workout in the same, like, even though, you know, I'm, uh... In the same and then and using the same exact equipment, but it's in a different setting. Yeah, I feel like I get a better workout in. I don't know. It's, yes. it's neither here nor there. It's neither here or there, man. Yeah, man. So working towards wrapping up, bro. What do you? What do you have going coming up? We have uh, some dope pods. We have some dope pods lined up. Um, some great opportunities, like with some certain organizations. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I think we're just getting back into our flow you know one of the things about podcasting you get hiccups mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um personnel morale well, um, matter of fact we, we should let them shout out to dorks you know um dorks isn't going to be in the pod anymore yes you know so shout out to dorks but she got a great opportunity so there's no kind of animosity you know um we're looking we're looking forward to seeing what you create and what you do so yeah to we're looking to see flourish and, and that's the thing as as building a business it's the realities like people come and go Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about layoffs and everything, right? But also when people leave, yeah, people quit because yeah. yeah. they have other opportunities, 
now you're feeling how like maybe a business owner feels. It was mm-hmm. like, man, I just lost a star player. Mm-hmm. It's like, like when a star player decides to take free agent, free agency, agency they get a bag somewhere else. You're like, shit, now I got to draft a new kid you know and I got to mold him and I got to make him to a star and we got to get back to the championship. And like, <sighs> you know, like now we're, we're rebuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got some dope people. We got some dope people, man. Us, so I'm excited, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, perhaps the podcast for today, the house is what you can control. So control your grind and control your life. Yes, sir. I'm Alex. And I'm Moeno Sende. What's the show, y'all? Peace. Peace.